I have brought to the table a uh, sitcom idea. It's uh, going to be kind of themed like that 70s show set up that way, but in the 90s. But uh, the main difference about this is that it's a uh, Juggalo <laughs> sitcom. And, we can, and uh, we can go from into everything, start out with uh, the main character's first Fago, their first time smoking weed, or even the first time disappointing their parents. All kinds of good stuff. And uh, I have a good idea for a first episode where uh, the dad of the main character walks in on the main character painting their face and all they can keep thinking is, oh my God, my son's wearing makeup. I think that's a good starting point for this. And then we can just go into a whole bunch of other stuff like the main character figuring out what the gathering of the Juggalos is all about, like their first time going. It's a uh, modern day Woodstock where just a bunch of painted up clowns get together and spray each other with Fago on purpose. And they have the time of their lives. I think this is a really good jumping off point. You've uh, totally forgotten about the uh, the random public sex at the gathering of the Juggalos. Oh, I did forget about that. And uh, we could also go into uh, <laughs> the horror and disappointment of the Tila Tequila incident. I don't know if you guys know about this or not. Yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, oh, I know. For lack of a better term, they threw poo at her on purpose. And they, they, had, they had a good time about it. I don't know. It's something that the main character, I feel, would be disappointed in. I don't think that's something they like very much. I don't know about you guys. And then they would get into also other serious stuff as to the first time they were labeled a gang member. And it's like, whoa, we just like painting our faces and stuff. And then uh, the pinnacle, of the finale of this would be the uh, Juggalo March that uh, they had on Washington, whereas uh, they made a political stance to show that they weren't gang members, and uh, then the federal government decided that they were. So uh, nothing, nothing happened in that regard. And that's the end of the first season. That is my pitch here, fellas. All of that happens in the first season. Yes, I, th- I think that's a good season. I think there's a lot of stuff here. I think that the guy's dad should be a closet kiss fan, <laughs> trying to, like relate to his kid like oh i like wearing black and white makeup too hey um have the dad be a member of the kids army i think that would be awesome were you a juggalo in real life (laughs) oh yeah i would have to say i am a white guy with dreadlocks i know this is radio you guys can't see me but that is a true fact i am not good at sports but i do enjoy crappy music and disappointing my parents no i'm just kidding they're actually really proud But uh, this is what I do, and uh, I'm, I'm a stand-up comedian by trade. I, I run an open mic here in Grand Rapids at Fulton Street Pub and Grill every Wednesday at 9. So <laughs> this is a sympathetic view towards Juggalos. It's not just Juggalo bashing the whole time. No, I think there's enough of that. I think this, is, this should be from a Juggalo's perspective. I don't think that's out there yet. Like, you know what I mean? That's like an in-depth view of it from a uh, tale from the other side. So that we're not all bastards. I wish I was like the first juggalo everybody met because like I'm not going to just fucking get in your face and stuff like that. But I will kindly acknowledge that uh, you probably will not like the music because it's a little bit heavier on like the violence and stuff like that. But it's still like a really cool family. And it's like, and that's the word they, oh my God, that's the word they use. <laughs> well, I think it's kind of a, a feel good story with the juggalos because everybody kind of looked at them as a joke for all this time. And then. They did the whole well, march on Washington, and, and they're kind of, uh, they should be hailed as heroes at this point, shouldn't they? <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. I'll like be that. honest, no punk rocker ever thought we'd be like, hey, let's hang out with some juggalos. There's some responsible yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to be like, here, let me give my kids to these juggalos real quick. I don't think that, 
I think there needs to be some like questioning in there. Like, and that could be a, a episode too, where like, cause I've seen some stuff as a juggalo where other juggalos just make me go, Oh my Lord, you should not be teaching your kids this right now. Like, they're like, they're three. They barely know what words are. They should be watching Sesame Street, not, you know, learning what the dark carnival is. <laughs> I mean, I was raised on Alice Cooper and horror movies. It's not much different. Well, that's fair. Are we all just too desensitized <laughs> to care at this point? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it just totally works. There's a whole bunch of good, uh, like, comedic bits you can get out of that. Like, like I said, having the dad be like a member of the Kiss Army, so like he's bashing his son, saying he's you know total delinquent, and then they do like a flashback episode where it's him oh, yeah, totally. stealing a car to go to the Kiss concert and crap like that. I could see them just bonding over smoking weed together for the first time. I'm just saying. Just throwing it out there, that would be a good way to make everybody go, ah. <laughs> yeah, or like a first beer. I think it would probably be a little bit easier to do beer with like a Kiss fan for That's some fair. reason. What, uh, totally what word Kiss is a drug of choice? Was it beer? I thought it was hairspray. No. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss didn't really have a drug of choice, at least the primary members. Gene Simmons is a teetotaler. Paul Stanley didn't really get into too much. That's actually why Ace Freely got kicked out of the band was because of his uh, drug use. Kiss did have a pro wrestler, though. I do know that. And the ITP did wrestle. So there's some bonding elements there, too. Yep. See, I'm just uh, also, yeah, like, Alice Cooper's angles. done work with Kiss. And ICP actually made lyrics saying, Psycho Circus, you stole my shit. Because, yep. obviously, Dark Carnival. And then Kiss came out with Psycho Circus. Yeah, that's off the great Malenko, if you're keeping score at home out there. Yep, <laughs> that would be the one album that I still listen to every once in a while of those guys. That's fun. It's a fun time. I like I like riding in my car listening to it. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what that is. That's a whole episode, just riding in a car. That's, I think there's an episode of Seinfeld about just driving in a car. <laughs> is the character, is it based on you then? We could call the main character Trebuchet. That would not hurt my feelings. <laughs> But yeah, we could do that and go into decisions like dreadlocking your hair, how decisions like that get made and how people like your grandparents react to that. That's always fun. Yeah. So you guys are about <laughs> early to mid 30s? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm 33. The height of ICP was about so the year 2000-ish, right? Maybe a little uh, earlier. No, yeah, they... about the dropping of the six Jokers card about that time is when they peaked probably. For me, I, I think they kind of peaked. 97 when they did Malenko they had a whole bunch of awesome artists on that album like Slash plays guitar on the song Halls of Illusions the demo version of Piggy Pie had Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols on it they had to change the lyrics which is why the only way that you can get the Steve Jones version is by buying uh, Forgotten Freshness um, yeah Alice Cooper did the intro to the album. So, like, there was a lot of really awesome rock and roll, like, people on that album. And I know all of this because my brother is a huge juggalo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're everywhere. (laughs) Well, I mean, we were in Detroit. So, like. Yeah, I know. Their headquarters is somewhere around there, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just probably just reeks of marijuana and, like, Old Fago. Oh, yeah, for sure. I had to pick my brother up the night Hollow Kid turned into a riot. <laughs> Are there going to be female characters in the sitcom? 
You mean, well, like uh, love interest. I think there should be a love interest at times because speaking from a general perspective, there's probably a hot girl that the main character would like but would never get because that's what they do in TV. They uh, make up and break up thing. I think you got to do that. There obviously has to be that other girl in the distance that the main character just ignores the whole time. That's the one. You've all seen TV. Yeah. You can also do like a, oh my God, it's the dream girl that he meets at the gathering and have her be an absolute psychopath. <laughs> Oh, yeah, obvious. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, just absolute psychopath. But More she's like totally down for hanging out and, like, getting into it with him. And then she, like, drops acid and, you know, <laughs> does what you do at the gathering of the juggalos, which could mean, you know, five dicks at once. Why not? So the gathering and uh, ICP fandom is pretty heavily male, right? No, no, there's a lot of female fans. Really? I was going to ask him. I wasn't about. sure about that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's, it's been and, my experience that, that the, the heaviest people into it are usually males. So I, I would put the number at like at least 69, <laughs> but I'm that guy. I would say it's probably 60, 40, or 55, 45. For instance, hardcore rappers from the Detroit area, I know a ton of them. You know, a lot of them did face painting, stuff like that. There were an insane amount of women at the shows when I used to go. Well, there my, my brother used to, Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there isn't women there. Oh, no, that's what okay, we're saying. Okay. Like, how many, like, fans-wise, it, it was, I would say, half women. It's wow. pretty insane, really. It was just outcast music. I was like mainstream bands tour with them too like i've seen tech nine on the same card as icp i've seen bone bugs and harmony with icp they always yeah, bring a good crowd I've, yeah count mouth kings toured with them oh uh, yeah all the time twisted toured with them for ages this is a sitcom so let's uh try to come up with like a plot for an episode so let's say it's in the late 90s they're kids and they're listening to icp what would a plot for an episode be in that time period in the 90s um well first of all you don't have cell phones really you get to play around with a lot there you'd have them all sitting listening to one of the albums in a circle just talking about it hanging out being kids screwing off messing with each other how does that work you're all in clown makeup half the audience is in clown makeup you don't have cell phones so the show ends it's dark it's fairly dark out let's say how do you find each other amongst a sea of black and white clowns in the dark without cell phones? <laughs> you um, usually just kind of went like when you were on your matches. way and went, hey, <laughs> meet here after the show. Yeah, yeah, you do. Meet by Pillar C over there. Remember yeah. where we parked our car? Sometimes that's what it was. Remember where we parked our car? We just get separated. It was the same thing at punk shows. Uh, I guess for an episode, you because like back then, weed wasn't legal, so you could have them trying to cop weed for an episode oh yeah for sure having to go through like shady dealers get oregano because they don't because like let's face it they're probably suburban kids they don't know (laughs) fucking know weed is so it's like they they end up getting a bag of oregano his dad laughs at him so this show would be aimed at kids of today showing them how like a bunch of jokes about how different it was back in their parents generation kind of like that 70s show Probably geared more towards the 18 to 35 demographic than kids, more probably. Oh, so it's aimed for yeah. the actual fans, not their kids. 
Well, you get the nostalgia I mean, factor of it because it'll be taking place in the nineties, but you, you could, you would also probably draw in some younger people too, you know? I'm just not, think I'm about not, a show like Off the Boat. Off the Boat. It takes place in like, I want to say 95, 96. But like, yeah, they're talking about stuff like when Biggie got shot. The conspiracy theory that Tupac might not be dead. All that type <laughs> of stuff. You can't forget about the beef with Eminem either. Like, so you, you, you got to have the, the main character take a side in the ICP Eminem battle. Um, oh, yeah. When the great Malenko came out, it was a huge news story, like a national news story. Oh, yeah. Censorship was big back then. People were trying to censor them, shut them down, shut down their concerts and shows and stuff. But that made headline news across the country because Hollywood Records, the record company that they were on, was owned by Disney. And they (laughs) pulled the record the day it got released. So very, very few copies of the original Hollywood version got out. It made huge headlines across the country. And they got picked up by another label, which released the album again with like three or four new songs. But now everybody across the country had heard of them because before that they were basically just like a Detroit Midwest thing. So like you could even pick up with like, you know, parents getting pissed that, oh, look at this crap you're listening to. I think the mom character will be freaking out about this whole thing. Yeah, I think that the mom will be thinking he's worshiping Satan. Like the second season you can do Columbine because that would have happened the next year. True. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I was in school when it happened, and I was in seventh or eighth grade. So now you got bands like Marilyn Manson, ICP, being blamed for school shootings. Yeah, that was a bit. That was a huge news story. Yeah, you basically make it like a normal sitcom, but then you get to pull in these, you know, heavy stories every once in a while that are still powerful. Oh, yeah. 